0: Coming up right now, the newest episode from Car, Gwyn, and Ode on Three Pagans and a Cat.
1: Look at how a single candle can both defy and define the darkness. Welcome to First Steps Candle Magic, the 43rd episode of Three Pagans and a Cat. Our opening today is courtesy of Holocaust victim Anne Frank. You may call me...
0: Ode. You can call me Car. I'm Ode's father. Merry meet.
2: My name is Gwyn, Ode's mother.
1: So we're talking candles today. We are. Before we do that, we have some housekeeping things to That's do. True. Before we do anything, I'd like to apologize to our listeners for the fact that this is coming out on Tuesday. Carr and I were both sick on Sunday. I am still kind of feeling sick, so I'm here with peppermint tea and hope and optimism. <laughs> <laughs>
2: You've got Um, Balthazar
1: backing you up And I've got Balthazar backing me up and probably causing trouble later. Giving you good kitty vibes. Uh Uh-huh. So that's why this episode came out a little late. Now we have our usual housekeeping stuff that we need to do. It's the first episode of the month, so we read the names of all of our patrons. That's right. Except for our kittens, who don't get their names read because... That's the only thing cats get,
0: is that they get their names read.
2: (laughs) But we love you kittens.
0: All 12 of them. We do. We do love our 12 kittens.
2: We love our kittens.
0: All right. So our cats are Amber, (laughs) Friar Alveridge, Cindy Bark, Gary Bearstorm, Inner Reflection, Jasmine Ray Bell, Kathleen O'Sullivan-Cook, Marcella M., Megan Sokolov, Michelle Kokolek-Burkett, Susan Dahan, Tani Allen, and Zacchaeus.
1: Those are our cats.
0: Those are are our cats.
2: Thank you, cats. We love you, cats.
0: Our hunters are Ari's, Amanda Hicks, Ashley Brock, Brandon Summit, Charles Howison, Delilah Darge, Darby Lockridge, Aaron Mao, Henry Wodenhouse, James Smith, Jessica Helmer, Jessica Jones, Joe Kay Krimmer, Carly, Laura Loki, Lee Lynn, Leanne Stevis, Marika Mullen, Meredith Kenton, Mistina, Nadia Ratchford, Nicodemus Tibbetts, Quinn Ann, Robin Archer, Rona, Sarah Bunder, Stevie Thompson. Susan Johnson, and Squeaky. Jesus
1: Christ, we have a lot of hunters. We have a
0: lot of hunters, and we love you all. Our leopards are Akaneko, Elizabeth Mays, and Emily Haglin. And we love our leopards. Mm-hmm. Our tigers are Crystal Potinen, Aurora Driver, Lorelai, and Rel. We love our tigers. <laughs> and our... Jaguar... Jaguar. Justin Stanage, hey. and a special thanks to Kristen Zacharias who donated a mic to us. Mm-hmm. That's
2: right,
1: which we haven't been able to use yet, but we have well, plans. We, will. Yes, we, have we have plans, plans. <laughs> plans and schemes, but it'll have to wait until, until July. after, yeah, until after uh, Michigan Pagan Fest, that's which is right. coming up in June. Yep, coming up June in June twentieth
0: through the twenty third is Michigan Pagan Fest, and we
1: are going to be there for the whole thing. Yep. We're going to be, in fact, broadcasting live on YouTube throughout the entire event. Yep. that's right. So if
0: you haven't liked our YouTube channel, now would be the time to do it. Yep, and because subscribe. if you. Can't can't go to Michigan Pagan Fest here's a chance to see what goes on yeah, hear from s- a bunch of the people get, and get
1: a, a vibe for the experience yep. that's right because yep. right. we really enjoyed it when we went last
0: year so. we yep. loved it it was great and we know that Akaneko is going to be there yes mm-hmm. uh, for every day
2: that's right Akaneko. Yep. so you better come and sit with us in front of the mic
0: mm-hmm. yep so we can actually have Akaneko live on right. YouTube that would be awesome and that's in Belleville Michigan for anybody who's in the area people do travel from all over the Midwest for that's this that's right Mm-hmm. probably, I would say, between six and 800 people there, roughly. I don't know. It's so I hard to... Maybe
1: more. All those Could days. be more. Yeah. So yeah, it's so hard to estimate. It's hard to estimate. Um, because not everyone's there for the whole time. Right. right. Some people camp. Some people are in the hotels.
2: Right. It's hard to say. So, but it's, but it's just a,
1: a big event. It's really well attended. Yeah, it takes place at the, I think, Wayne County Fairgrounds. That is mm-hmm. correct. Yeah. And they
2: always have good classes and good speakers yep. and... It's just it's a fun experience. Yeah. And
0: their vendor tent. Oh, is it's enormous. Oh. Genuine, the tent isn't so.
1: tent is accurate. It's, it's not a vendor a barn. It's a barn. It <laughs> yeah. is a
2: vendor barn and it is filled to capacity with so many cool things. Mm-hmm. Yep. They do we a spent really nice job. An there.
0: incredible amount of money in there. Last
1: year. <laughs> uh last year I think I think the defining purchase for me last year was a protection amulet yep. that I got from uh Shadow Bear. Oh Shadow, Shadow Bear, Bear.
2: Yeah. that's right. And that's right. Shadow Shadow Bear. Bear.
1: Yep. which I still wear and uh, and use every time I'm doing any kind of reading or going into any kind of uh, magically charged That's activity. right.
2: But lots of really cool things there. And uh, in spite of what Carr thinks, we did not spend as much as he seems to think we
1: did. <laughs> anyway! Anyway! Now that we've done the maintenance stuff, yep. or at least the beginning of the maintenance stuff, so we're doing another First Steps episode, yep. which mm-hmm. is where we talk about subjects that are sort of assumed knowledge in pagan communities where someone will just tell you to go do something and not explain it because they assume that you know but you're so new that no one explained it to you and no one ever will explain it to you because everyone just assumes someone has already told you even in some of the books it's assumed knowledge so in their efforts not to be condescending they just leave you confused (laughs) (laughs) So First Steps is the series we're doing where we try to rectify some of that, where we try to find the subjects that are assumed knowledge and explain them. Yep. as
0: To so, the best of our ability. Right, as best ability. we
1: can. Best this
0: one ability. will be very interesting for me because I know absolutely, absolutely, nothing. absolutely <laughs> nothing about this.
1: Yeah, <laughs> so this First Steps is candle magic. Mm-hmm. It's a very commonly recommended... It's actually um, considered the easiest form of magic for a
2: beginner to perform. Yep. But the thing is, I think people underestimate the power of candle magic because it does have a simplistic vibe to it. Right, but it's very versatile. But it's very versatile and can be extraordinarily powerful and successful.
0: And I'm going to make it even more versatile later. Yes, Car has
1: plans. Oh, we cannot wait for you to hear this. Yeah, some of our segments are really good. (laughs) No spoilers. No spoilers. 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 But you're going to enjoy Car's Feast Table this time. We we certainly do. What I think is interesting about Candle Magic is that although it's very versatile, I do think because it's considered a beginner skill Mm -hmm. a lot of people put it away after Mm -hmm. a time and Mm -hmm. they sort of stop using candle magic, or that's they right. just sort of fold it into, like, as a minor component of a larger ritual. Mm-hmm. And that's fine. It's fine to outgrow things or to find sure. that they don't work for you anymore. Mm-hmm. But I do think a lot of people are just sort of underestimating the value of candle spells, especially if when they started, they did candle spells without really knowing what they were doing. That's true. And so they didn't have, like, strong or consistent results. Mm-hmm. You know, they move on to other things as they become stronger magic users, right? right? Stronger witches. Mm-hmm. And then never go back to candle spells to see if those are still useful now that they know more of what they're doing that's right and i think the thing to keep
2: in mind too is that candles have been utilized in ritual and uh, and in magic of mm-hmm. various forms and, and in religion and in religion in various cultures throughout the world for centuries mm-hmm. it's not you know candles the the great thing about candles is that everybody's going to have a, at least one candle in their home not necessarily birthday <laughs> candles if nothing else
1: not necessarily. You don't think so? No, I don't think everyone's going to have a candle at hand. Mm-hmm. But it's very easy to get Oh, they're candles.
2: very easy to get. Yes, that's that's what the dollar
1: store, store Exactly. You don't have to go it's anywhere true. special or get anything fancy. You can nope. literally go to the dollar store and get like six <laughs> tapers for, you know, three bucks or whatever. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And take those home and do whatever you want with mm-hmm. them. You know, like it's they're super, super easy to acquire. They're very accessible. They're very accessible. And it's easy with magic to think that sort of the accessible Mm -hmm. especially if you're in one of the more formal traditions, Mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Candle magic is what a ceremonial magician might disparagingly call low low magic. magic. Yeah, there's that's the thing that kind of bothers me a little bit is that
2: there's this kind of idea that there are some types of magic that are just better than others because it's more involved or high magic. More elaborate. More elaborate. There's more ritual that goes to it. A candle spell is just or can be just as powerful as any other spell that a seasoned witch or magician or, you know, whatever you want to call yourself can do. They are just as effective, in my opinion, and they're incredibly accessible. That's- right.
1: Yes. They're very accessible. They're very easy mm-hmm. to, to learn.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I think they're good for training oh, because great for they training. train you to do certain things in mm-hmm. certain ways when you're doing magic to get a result. That's true. Well, if you stop to think about
2: it, is that we have been doing candle magic in a soft sense mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. with birthday candles and birthday wishes because, Mm -hmm. you know, what do you do when you blow out the birthday candle on a cupcake or a cake? You have the child close their eyes imagine their wish blow it out and then when the candle is blown out, that means their wish has, has gone, gone, gone out, into, out the into the ether to become reality. Hello! That's the
1: basics of magic right there. That so, really—that And that genuinely is like a simplified sort of folk magic it is. version of candle, of candle magic. magic. Absolutely.
2: And so I think that's why it's nice for, for a beginner to start with a candle spell or to start with candle magic and then realize that you can, you can do more with it right. as mm-hmm. you become more uh, proficient. More proficient.
0: Okay, so I think one of the things that was cool for me with candle magic was that you can do like uh, Jackie Smith's Place Coventry creations, right? right? Yep. And so candles are kind of pre-done for you in that,
1: right? It is. true. So the
0: intentions are already put into them by practitioners who know what they're doing, mm-hmm. and they're designed for certain things. So it's really easy to go like buy a prosperity candle and use that,
1: and they usually come with instructions. Either. Right.
0: Exactly. So for like, here's know, how
1: to burn this so that it mm-hmm. do the thing. Right. <laughs> well, and when we talked to Jackie when we were at
2: convocation, one of the things that she said she wanted to do with her candles Mm -hmm. is to make them more accessible for people who were not necessarily witches, but were interested Mm -hmm. in magic, interested in understanding more about it and bringing that magic to them in a very acceptable um, in a way that's under, not, in, a, in a form that's not
1: scary yeah exactly right. a very recognizable way and so I think that's because, very successful so burning things right is a very standard way to sort of release an intention mm-hmm, mm-hmm. a lot of witches especially a lot of more practiced or seasoned witches burn things in a cauldron right mm-hmm. Gwyn has one yep. Gwyn has a cauldron that she burns things in it's part of her process yep. but that can be sort of scary and intimidating look very and feel very witchy it for does. someone <laughs> who doesn't know? For someone who's very, very new and maybe not super comfortable with the right. idea of accessing magic, mm-hmm. people like candles on fire all the time. Absolutely, it's a very, very controlled flame. It's a very mild flame that's one hundred percent, or you know, well, a fire person would say that fire is never one hundred percent in your control, straight. but it's that it's very much in your control. It's mm-hmm. as much in your control as any fire can be. And there's a and beauty. so it's exactly there's, there's a, a beauty to and it. there's there's a kind of comforting mm-hmm. quality to a candle, people of Use candles in their homes mm-hmm. just casually. Well, and that's so why. They're, so they're not scary in the same right. way that burning things in a cauldron is that's scary. Right. A lot
2: of people who are still in the closet can use candle magic mm-hmm. because you have candles in your home. Yep. Most people are going to just see it as a candle. And so you can use it in a spell with other people around you who you might not want to share your craft
1: yeah. with.
0: Yeah, I, I used to. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, I mean, there were times when Gwen was practicing and I had no. Clue because I was still in Christendom. She would have altars set up with candles and mm-hmm, rocks uh-huh. and that kind of stuff, and I just thought they were like just decorations decorative. around the house. So,
1: mm-hmm. and I was like, Oh, Gwen's flexing her home decorating muscles. That's right, right yep. that's right. The proliferation of Yankee candle has been a boon to witches everywhere. That's
0: right. Yeah, if you can go into a Yankee, candle. Yeah, well, yeah, ooh, yeah, the yeah. smells, the smells yeah, are
1: very strong. That's true.
2: As you were saying, it makes candles make it friendlier, it makes that's it more a very good word for it, yeah, accessible. It's a less friendly frightening way to be introduced to the concept of magic yeah. and the craft.
1: I think one of the, the big points I want to cover here, because we're talking about not just like, here's why you should do candle magic, but right. like, what the process is. Right. Because the assumed knowledge is that you'll just oh, no. intuitively know how to do candle magic. Oh no, I
2: figured we'd go from the very bare basics, yeah, the exactly. bare bones, and
1: explain as so, much as we can. So first of all, I want to talk, I guess, about sort of the principles that candle magic teaches, mm-hmm. right? The, the Almost the philosophical components of mm-hmm. candle magic. Mm-hmm. Like, why you do these things and why it works okay. okay and this is part of the reason i call candle magic like a good training mm-hmm. course in how to do magic because there are very few tools there's usually just the candle right so you're not going to get caught up in trying to like keep track of all the steps mm-hmm. and it's going to teach you sort of what the basics of functional magic are exactly one of the things like one of the very basic things about a
2: candle is that it incorporates the four elements of of air, water, fire, and earth, and then you so add talk spirit. About, talk about that. Okay, well, you have all four of the elements in that. The components of making a candle. You have the wax, which can be earth. You have the the air, a part of it, be forming it into the into the candle. And that's how some people interpret it. Really, or you...
1: I would have thought the air would be how fire is made. Yeah, exactly. Well, true, that's <laughs> true.
2: And you require the oxygen. You require the oxygen and <laughs> to blow it out. Also, you've got the flame because you right, you require fire. the flame for fire. What's what's the water? Well, you have to have certain elements to create the wax.
1: Oh, and the process. So yeah, in water the process. and the water. I got gotcha. you.
2: Water and air. Just and in earth. the in the candle creation the, process, yeah, exactly. not in the candle use process. Exactly. That's right. what I'm talking about. Okay. A candle itself has those qualities of air. Earth and water, in, just in the making of the candle. Right. And then you add the fire okay. by lighting it. Right. And then you, when you add your intention, you are imbuing it with your spirit. Okay, so it encompasses that part of it if elements Justin, are a thing that you care about if, which, if you
1: are practic- which they're super not for me and so, I'm, talking, I'm i've got nothing to contribute on this. i know so i'm
2: talking from the perspective of a witch though so the elements are very really yeah. important as a part of my practice so having one object right that does already you know represent the four elements is incredibly helpful for someone who's beginning in the craft
1: Okay. You mentioned, and this is the thing I really want to focus on, intent. Mm -hmm. So candle spells in particular are super, super good for training people to focus and release Mm -hmm. intentions Mm -hmm. because first of all, candle flames flicker a little bit. Most of the time, uh, under most conditions, and that can actually, if you focus on it, induce a very mild trance state. Mm-hmm. You obviously, a beginner, you don't want to get them in too deep a trance anyway, Right. but a lot of people have a hard time figuring out how to enter a trance state, so mm-hmm. telling them to focus on the candle flame will allow them to sort of naturally enter that a very mild trance, which will help them That's focus... That's how I learned. Yes, which will help them focus their intention. Mm-hmm. Telling them to focus on a single intention in as much detail as possible teaches them to do basic visualizing. Mm -hmm. And then teaching them to hold that image while the candle burns down teaches Mm -hmm. them the kind of control and the ability to maintain a visualization over long periods of time that you'll Mm -hmm. need for more extensive visualization and journey and work later. Mm -hmm. And then holding that intention and releasing it when the candle has finished burning down Mm -hmm. teaches you the process of releasing the need for that matter. Magic from yourself from your spirit from your body however you're experiencing it mm-hmm. and letting it go into the universe with the smoke right letting it go out and Start being active right now, and those are all like necessary components of basic spellcraft. That's true. Those are the exact things that candle magic teaches you.
2: Yes, that is very true. Although I don't know that you're going to have someone who like for the entirety of a candle burning, unless you blow it out during the spell that you're casting to release the energy. I do not sit for two hours in front of my my little spell candle. Oh, I do. While it burns,
1: I do. I 100% do. Mm -hmm. That's why it's good to choose small. Candles, <laughs> right? But um, the candles are good for that too. <laughs> yeah, no, because ho- holding and focusing that intention is part of the process for me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But for me, I don't, and I never have. I mean, i
2: I spend time focusing on that intention in meditation, especially when I was a beginner. I would spend probably a good forty-five minutes meditating and focusing on that intention on the candle. But then I would let it do its job. And I would, in my estimation, when it burned down, when it went out, the spell was released. The only time that, you know, I have not done that is if I release it myself by blowing the candle out or not even blowing. I've, I've been taught, you know, you don't blow the candle out, you snuff it, yeah, there are you different schools pinch it, you that. know, different things. But I think those are just different approaches, mm-hmm. but they're both valid approaches. But the idea, though, is solid in that you spend the time meditating on that candle Learning how to visualize, seeing your intention, pushing your intention into the candle, your intention into the candle, and seeing your intention become reality, Mm -hmm.
1: or well, seeing your intention activate, yes, and then waiting for it to become reality. Yes,
2: that's true. (laughs) But I think also, but like for me, part of the process is
1: imagining or and you sure that's the visualizing process. of you visualize what your intended result is, but you don't see it become reality until later. That's true. You don't experience the reality
2: of it. You don't experience the reality. You just, you live in expectation Mm -hmm. of the reality. And I think that's an important part, at least for me for spellcraft, is that expectation when I, when I finish a spell, I am living then with that expectation that it will be accomplished, however long that takes. Right. Because some spells take longer to be accomplished than others.
1: And but. sometimes they just fumble. It and happens. that does that does happen. One of the other things that I think candle spells are really good for for teaching newbies mm-hmm. for lack of a better word is sympathetic correspondences. Yes, because most candle magic, one of the basic components is going to be the color of the candle, Mm -hmm. and that's that's a a way to sort of learn early correspondences, mm -hmm. sort of internalize those, and then you can branch out from them Mm -hmm. when you're more comfortable working. And I think, especially for a beginner, I think it's
2: good to start with your basic white candle and black, Black or black. Black is excellent, and then as you are moving and growing and learning, you start adding in those correspondences. I disagree.
1: I like using different mm-hmm. correspondences even for people who are very new because they'll let you start getting a feel for the different energies of true. those correspondences. That's true. I think that's and,
0: true too if you purchase a candle from yeah. somebody who does mm-hmm. from, candles. From like
1: a pre-made candle. Mm-hmm. From or, mm-hmm. a,
0: because they already have that color built in.
1: Yeah. They've yeah. already so helps, thought about all
0: these correspondences. Right, so it mm-hmm. helps you learn based on somebody else's. That's right. true. Somebody okay. else's
1: it, system. It
0: system, basically
2: yep. depends on how many steps do you want to take to... For some people, I think it's good to start them off with a basic your basic candle and move them into it step by step. Others start right away with with a color correspondence. To
1: I I think it depends. On so the here's here's what I would say. What I think would be most effective and what was good and useful for me. Mm-hmm was to just get a whole bunch of chimes Mm -hmm. in various colors and not even do magic with them, but just burn them down and process, focus on them as I was burning each color down Mm -hmm. and focus and process on what that energy felt like Mm -hmm. so I could pull it up again later when I needed
2: it. That's a very good idea because that way you understand the energy of Mm -hmm. that color
0: itself. So explain a chime candle because until paganism for me, Mm -hmm. I had no idea what the fuck a chime was. I knew what a votive was, I knew what a taper was, I knew what a pillar was, no clue what a chime was, didn't even know there was a thing called a chime. To me, that's a bell that makes a noise.
1: (laughs) You know, so... So well, a tiny candle, two, inch, uh, two inch? or th- two or three inch candle yeah. conventionally, Yeah.
0: or kind of like kind yeah. of like a taper, but smaller yeah, like and a small. taper.
1: It's like it's mm-hmm. a it's like a half size taper essentially. Okay. It burns usually for an hour and a half or two hours, two unless hours. you get like a long burning one, mm-hmm. uh, which will sometimes go for like three. So,
0: like for me, that would be like emergency candles, yes. like that size, uh, well, a little uh, smaller, smaller actually, smaller. Um,
1: yeah. a little smaller than a than an emergency candle, about the size of the palm of your hand in terms of height. Yeah. Okay. And about I have a really big palm. Wow. Uh, okay. So about, about the, the size width. of the palm of my hand, <laughs> about the width uh, that and you're height. in height, maybe. Yeah. About yeah. About as, your, as, as, uh, as wide around as, as a finger. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So
0: a little bit bigger than a birthday candle.
1: Yep. Yeah. It's bigger than somewhere significantly between. Significantly
0: smaller than a taper. Yeah. yeah, okay. it's significantly, significantly smaller
1: than, than taper, yeah. an emergency candle.
0: Right.
2: Yeah. yeah. This is how I first heard of chime candles, and I could be wrong. But when I was growing up, they had these. It was a chime. It was a little contraption made of brass that was. Uh, it looked like a little carousel, and you would put these, these candles, candles right. on there, and the heat would make the carousel spin. That, and it was called a chime. So I don't know if that's where the origin for chime candles came from. I just know that I call them spell candles now <laughs> because they're almost exclusively a lot of people do actually for spell candles. Um.
0: Okay, the reason why they are called chime candles is because this is the size used in Scandinavian Yule chimes. Ah.
2: With a it makes
0: them and that's spin. a little that I got really you. big charm. So
2: it was a it was a chime. I just didn't know it was Scandinavian. Yep. But they were real uh-huh. popular when I was a kid. You would you know I got several for Christmas <laughs> from little friends. You know because I've we never used to... heard of these. We yeah. should see if
1: we can find some. They're oh. very common. You'll find them in any metaphysical or witchcraft the ch- the or store. Yes. Right, store right, and, yeah, yeah the, the candles small candles. The, chime, the candles. chime candles. yeah. Uh, and they tend to be super cheap.
2: <laughs> yeah. You can usually get them anywhere between 79 cents and a dollar, depending yeah. on depending what on where store you're, at, you're yeah. going to, you know, right. and how much they're charging. But, um, and they come in a myriad of colors. They come yeah. in all the different lights and darks and... So
1: here's something interesting that it might be useful to know about chime candles and tapers, I know for sure. You'll find gold and silver yep. versions of these in addition to a, a whole bunch of other colors. The colored ones will usually be that color all the way through. Mm -hmm. The gold and silver ones are actually white candles that are coated in a thin layer of gold and silver wax. Mm-hmm. It's because the gold and silver wax is super expensive, so no one wants to make, like, a full taper with them. Right. Gotcha. You can sometimes find a candle that's gold or silver all the way through, but it's mm-hmm. very uncommon. And I will
2: say, because of the fact, because a lot of people use them uh, to represent the god mm-hmm. or the goddess right. in their rituals. Uh, they're I good for say, money stuff. Yeah, they're very good for money. Or for solar and lunar. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But when they burn, you do have to kind of watch them as, you know, they burn because that the coating yeah. can act a little funny yes Um, it can spark sometimes or or melt kind of weird so that is a candle whenever I use a a gold or a silver and I generally tend Mm -hmm. to use the silver candles I, that is when I do stay and watch the candle because they can be a little tricky just finicky. because they can be finicky just because of the coating that's on the candle. Gotcha. Yeah. But generally speaking, I've never had a problem with a spell candle, you know, or those chime candles. They burn very well. They burn well, straight down as And a they'll rule, burn yeah.
1: straight down. Unless you, unless you seat them at an angle or yeah. something. I always let mine burn out completely. Yeah. I let them, yeah, eventually drown in the wax. I'm, as usual, gonna make a cautionary note here that you should never leave a room with a candle. <laughs> if <laughs> a candle's true. burning, you should never leave that room. Even if you're doing something else, you should be in the room with the burning candle. That's just a safety note.
0: Yep. <laughs> Agreed. And when we burn candles all night, code.
1: I stay up all night. up all night. I stay yeah. up all night. That's I right. never leave a candle unattended. That is one of my paranoias. <laughs> Another sort of component or principle of candle magic is obviously fire mojo. Mm-hmm. So because uh, candles are a controlled flame, they're a way for you to bring the energy and sort of activity of fire into your work. Mm-hmm. Which is super useful when you're just beginning and you don't know a whole lot about how to bring your own energy to bear mm-hmm. or pull energy from other sources like from the earth or from stones or from allies. Fire has a very natural energy to it. It doesn't take a lot to get it. Like if you can light the candle it's got energy in it. That's right. That's right.
2: That's, so, and that's why the element of, of fire is about energy
1: and, and creation right. uh, and inspiration. Yeah, and it's an extremely active it's energy. It's very active energy. Um, and it doesn't require a whole lot of extra energy from you to at least get started, unless you have a really bad box of matches. Yes, yeah. <laughs> so that's another reason I think that candle spells are recommended for beginners because yeah. they bring energy to the spell automatically, automatically without Absolutely. without you even having to really put in a whole lot of effort. Like yeah. obviously, your intention needs to guide the spell, mm-hmm. and any energy you can add to that effort improves the chances of success. Mm-hmm. But there's a natural energy in a candle in a way that they're that's more difficult to access in yeah. other forms, and ultimately when you get used to doing a candle spell you get you get a groove of how
2: your candle spells are going to go you can become more creative with your candle spells, mm-hmm. and you
1: can start adding correspondences. Yes. The other, I guess, principle of candle magic I wanted to talk about before we start getting into sort of the nitty-gritty stuff yep. is what I call smoking petitions. So, and this not goes cigarettes. not cigarettes. I was going to say I do that a
0: couple of times. <laughs> hey,
1: you could be doing magic, <laughs> right? <laughs> yeah, you're wasting those cigarettes, you're wasting man, those dude. Wasting the cigarettes, man. <laughs> um, in, a, in a lot of traditions, there's sort of an understood quality about smoke that when you burn something, the smoke carries that energy. Of whatever you're burning to the gods. Right. Carries that energy, you know, and if you don't believe in the gods, it carries it into the universe or the stratosphere or Or whatever. Whatever it is you believe. (laughs) But it carries, the the smoke is what carries that intent. Um, So, like burnt offerings, the burned thing was A, no longer useful to you. So it was a sacrifice in that sense. Mm -hmm. It was made sacred by the burning. Mm -hmm. And then the energy of that offering, the spiritual equivalent of it, was carried through the smoke to the gods it was being offered to. Right, so when you do a candle spell, especially if you burn something as part of that candle spell, which some people do, um, but even if you don't, there's once the candle burns out, even if it drowns in the wax, there's going to be a small amount of smoke. Mm-hmm. Part of, for me at least, uh, doing a candle spell is because I sit with a candle the whole time it's burning, I hold on to that intention, I hold on to that action and that energy and that spell until it burns down. And then as soon as the smoke goes, that's it. The spell is activated. It's mm-hmm. the petition has been made. The request is out there. Mm-hmm. That's one of those things that I think is not necessarily consciously acknowledged about candle magic mm-hmm. but it's a piece that's rooted in a much much older right. and more
0: widespread tradition so you want to make sure you get a candle that doesn't burn too
1: long yes <clears throat> well, you don't
0: want a six hour candle
2: unless it's a spell mm-hmm. that requires a longer period of a longer period charging burning. period longer gotcha. tra- and we can talk about that in a minute yeah okay.
0: it's time for Gwyn's <laughs> Garden Gems I get to go first this yeah. time
2: yeah woo! that's very exciting <laughs> <laughs> okay so... What I'm going to be talking about today is the Common Blue Violet. <laughs> and the reason I'm talking about the Common Blue Violet is because Odin and I harvest a bunch the yes, other day. Yes, we
1: found them in our
2: yard. Mm-hmm, exactly. ID'd them and ripped them all up. <laughs> the technical name for them is Viola sororia. It's Common Blue Violet because they are common to North America. <laughs> it is a perennial plant. It comes up every year. It has a pretty extensive root system once it's found its little home. It's niche. It's niche. And then it just kind of spreads from there. So it, it actually does well. You can grow it in a in a garden space. But you're more likely to see it creeping out into your yard. It's one of
1: those invaders. It's
2: an invader, exactly. So it, you don't even have to plant this one. Uh, it usually will crop up on its own. Just unless, keep your eyes open. Yeah. Unless you don't have it in your area and then you can go ahead and plant it and you'll, you'll be blessing your entire neighborhood probably. Um, <laughs> blessing, cursing. <laughs> yeah. Which however you look at it. These plants grow to be about six inches across and four inches high. So they're a small plant. Little, little plant. They're very little. They have real delicate little leaves and blossoms. The blossoms rise just slightly higher than the leaves. And uh, what I think is kind of cool about them is they kind of give the appearance that they're nodding. Their mm-hmm. little blossom head, it, it's kind of bent over mm-hmm. uh, as it grows up. Yeah, they
1: have it a very thin stem.
2: Yeah, a very thin stem and then it tips over. So it looks like it's nodding at you. The blossom itself has five petals and they can be anywhere from medium to dark violet. There are white hairs that are kind of near the throat of the blossom. And the cool thing about wild or common blue violet. Violet is that they the leaves and the petals are edible? Hmm. You can you you can put them in salads. Um, you can put you can candy the flowers and put them as garnishes mm-hmm. on cupcakes and cakes. A lot of people like to use them, eat them, or just eat them. We've mentioned
1: this before: magical flower eating. I'm a fan. That's yeah. right.
2: Because um, my understanding is is that they have kind of a, a sweet flavor to them. They don't necessarily have a strong flavor. But there's a sweetness to them. And they also don't have really have a strong scent. There's not a scent. Just sort of
1: gently floral. Yeah, Yeah. they're just
2: gently floral. But they do bloom from mid to late spring for about a month and a half. They prefer partial sun or light shade. So you'll often find them growing out from beneath trees into your yard, which Mm -hmm. is what's happening in our yard. They do like prairies, woodlands, lawns, parks.
0: Um, you know anywhere
1: pretty An- much anywhere well any place that has like ground cover but yep. not like not like super shrubby and exactly brush exactly. you know? you can
2: also add them with chamomile or lavender to make tea hmm. can include violet in a tea, and then magically, they actually do have some magical properties they're affiliated with the planet Venus. They are associated with nymphs in the Odyssey. Mm. They are also associated with death and rebirth through Addis. I've heard that, Mm -hmm. yeah. And then they can be used in love spells, carried as an amulet to increase your luck in love. Combine them again with lavender to boost their effect. So if you're going to use them in magic, you might want to pair them up with some lavender for that extra power boost. Because they can also be used for protection, for wishes, for peace, and for healing. So it's a, it's a very versatile little plant. Again, the stem is not edible. Right. The roots, there's some, you know, some, I guess, growers say that the roots are edible, but most people say it's really just the leaves when they first come up, the tender right. new leaves. Right. And the blossoms. Okay. So and fo- then, I'll focus on eating the flowers. Right. And eat the pretty parts. Eat the pretty parts. And do make sure you are picking common blue violet, yes. wild violet. They're different from African violet. African violets are not, not edible. edible. They are. They would be poisonous. And
1: they right. look very different.
2: They're and they do. They look very different. But you know, you just want to make sure yeah. that you are wildcrafting a very specific, a very violet. specific <laughs> violet. And they are very easy to spot. And once mm-hmm. you see them, it's like just a little blue yeah. veil all over your yard. You notice one beautiful. flower, and then
1: suddenly you realize they're everywhere.
2: And they're and they're beautiful. It it really mm-hmm. kind of perks up a yard. So.
0: That's it for Gwen's Garden
2: Gems. Wow, you are really hitting the high notes uh-huh. this time,
0: buddy. <laughs> well, I have a little bit of a eh going on uh-huh. still, so yeah. it's easier to sing high than to sing low.
1: Okay. I think you wanted to cover color correspondences? Yes. Okay. Um, because,
2: as you were mentioning, it's a good way, candle magic is a good mm-hmm. way to learn about the energy of the different colors, the correspondence, what, they, what you can use the different colors for. Right. Now, having said that, and we've talked about mm-hmm. correspondences, before there are many 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 different things for correspondences
1: your mileage not only may vary it will,
2: will vary because yeah. you'll get one book that says this red means this uh-huh. and another book that said red means that you know and then
1: your personal feeling for red may be completely different from exactly. both of those, which is why i say feel out the candles my and and i would agree with that
2: i would say first things first Go with your gut feeling Mm -hmm. when you are doing a candle spell and you're picking a candle to use and you want to use a color correspondence, go with what feels right to you, not necessarily what it says it should be in the book. Yep. OK, but I'm looking at my own grimoire and these are the things that I've put down for various right, the colors. things you have come to associate. Yeah, the things I've come to associate. So you've got red, which is kind of like your your uh, fire engine. Right. Standard red. So that would be love, passion, courage, strength. Power, heart, good health. But then there's also dark red, which would be like a ruby, more of a ruby or, or crimson, yeah. I guess. And so that would be anything having to do with the world or your community. Interesting. Because mm-hmm. I'm not going to go through all of them. I have a whole right. bunch of colors listed, but I just wanted to list a few, like, um, like I'm going to do.
1: Hit up uh, white and black because they're the okay. common ones, I
2: think. White for me is associated with clarity, protection, peace, truth. And binding. Okay. And then black absorbs negative energy. It's for banishing, and it can heal serious illness. Interesting. So that's what black is for you. Is for me. Also, black can also just be a standard spell candle uh, because black kind of encompasses all the colors. Uh, you know, if if you don't have what you're looking for, right. depending
1: on if you're using additive or subtractive colors, black right. and white can both be. All the things. All the things. Right. So if you, if you
2: don't have the color that you want, but you do have a black candle, mm-hmm. it can stand in for the intention that you and have. And conventionally soak in a white candle. Yep.
0: So for like quartz, mm-hmm. where you talk about quartz can be just kind of whatever intention yes, you put Yes, very into tunable. It. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So then a white or black candle could also Mm -hmm. be very tunable in the same kind of way?
1: Yeah, exactly. I I don't know if it's, I don't know if it's tunable in the same way because with the quartz crystal is tunable in the sense that you can like manipulate the energy directly. Mm -hmm. Whereas candles, aside from the natural correspondences Mm -hmm. you have with the colors and the energy of the fire, Mm -hmm. I find candles don't actually have a lot of natural energy for you to manipulate. You put energy into yeah, them. it's more of a neutral the, the only, space. Yeah, exactly. They're very neutral. That's mm-hmm. a good way to describe it. The only like active energy in a candle is the flame, in my experience.
2: Mm-hmm. Interesting. They can be very, very neutral, which is why you can then add to that that mm-hmm. candle by dressing it not in ranch dressing <laughs> or in little suits, but uh, <laughs> <All the laughs> although I know that would be suit. really it's very cute, cute. <laughs> and I'm. <laughs> I see I see a, I see a, a future project. Uh-huh. Um, candles and suits. Candles and suits. <laughs> but it's you, another
0: T-shirt. <laughs> My dressed candle, and Wait, it's just ta-da. got a little suit on a, you gotta you get have get it. We got
2: to get the other T-shirts done first, though. But I would, I would want one.
0: <laughs>
2: um, but anyway, this is how I dress my. Candle. This is how I dress my candle. Oh my god, that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. But you can change the intention. You can
1: enhance the intention. I think. I think what I find is that with candles, you insert energy mm-hmm. into a candle because it's kind of a container.
2: Yeah, and I do think, I do think that you find more of that neutral feeling in white or black. Um, I think sometimes, depending on the spell candle, sometimes it does resonate with its color mm-hmm. for me
1: I find that's more true its color. I find that's more true not with like a chime or a right. taper or a votive but with uh, an intention candle that you find yeah. like from Coventry or from another like spell candle for And free that or, would
2: be because somebody's already, somebody's put, already that put, that put energy into it. it. Right.
1: Yeah, yep. And so I, I do think that But you, like mass manufactured chimes I find yeah. a very blank
2: feeling they, okay. they no matter generally what color they, have a, they do generally have a blank slate kind of feeling yeah. getting ready for you to and summer are better than others. I've had yes. some spell candles that I'm just like, yes, give me more, give me more. They're perfect. I'll take 4,000. 4, Thank 4, 000 you. 4,000 of them. And then I've had some who, for whatever reason, right. and it's not because they don't burn well. And it's not because it's just... they burn fine. It's just they just don't work as well.
0: Yeah. But did you get very far? You said, give me more, give me more. Ha,
2: ha, ha. <laughs> Mr. Grease over there. We've been hearing a lot of Grease at Arts and Craft recently. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Would you call a mixed black and white candle a tuxedo candle? I will now. (laughs) I will now, and I want to make a candle that is mixed white and black.
1: They actually do. Uh, you can actually get candles that come in two colors, either that are uh, a color on the inside and a mm-hmm. color on the outside, so that when you burn mm-hmm. down, you can see the interior, or colors where one the top half of the candle is one color and the bottom half of the candle is mm-hmm. the other color, and your intention changes as, as you move through oh, the colors. And that's when, you, that's when we're talking about a spell candle that is a
2: that's longer usually a longer right. burn. That's a longer
0: right. spell. Could you also do, uh, when I was significantly younger, <laughs> I went to Williamsburg.
1: Williamsburg, mm. yeah. Oh, uh, gosh, I love it. Williamsburg. So and
0: they, ha- they had a candle maker there. Yes. Yeah. Chandler. And they did twisted candles. So mm-hmm. they yes. would hang it and they would twist, twist the two together yep. and while they were still warm. Could you do two different colors like one black one white yeah. and, or one. I red, mean I one... assume
1: you'd have to talk to a Chandler but I don't see why not. Yeah. yeah.
0: So I think that's interesting because then you have two different. In... Mm-hmm. So it would be especially like a color that enhances another one uh-huh. magically to, to get them to work together and just do mm-hmm. one of those twisted. Well,
2: yeah. And that brings up a great point you know because. You can buy candles pretty much anywhere. anywhere Dollars, yeah. <laughs> Dollar Tree, as has been mentioned, if most pagan stores will have you know an array, a, an array of candles. Yep. And then there's the internet. And then there's the internet. But it also there is a lot to be said for making your own candles if you have the if time you have and the skill. Time, skill and want to shell out the dough for for the materials. For the materials yeah, right. There, if you have a really particular spell, yeah, that needs a lot of oomph. That needs a lot of oomph. Then that would be a time. To create your own candle. Yeah. And it can be an easy process. It can be a not so easy process Mm -hmm. depending on the type of candle that you're making. But I used to make candles as a kid in the sand. So I'm like, yeah, I'll be happy to make a candle (laughs) if I need one. So sand candles. Tell me, please somebody tell me in the Discord Discord. that you've heard of sand candles before. (laughs)
0: All I can think of is candles in the sand.
2: Well, that's candles in the sand. That's basically what it is. <laughs> yeah, you know, no. When I was a kid, my little friends and I, the the little flame monsters that we were. Yes, you were we dangerous. Had, yes, we were. Uh, we would go out and we you would were do threats this, to society and nature. And the stupid thing is, we would do this in a forest. Uh-huh, we had yeah. this little. We, there
1: was this little Smokey the
2: Bear was very, very disappointed us, in you. Very disappointed in us. But we had this place that we would go in the forest. But it was a bear patch. With the little trees around it? Yeah, with the trees around it. In the backyard? No, no, no. This was over in our my neighbor's yard. Oh, okay. So this is completely different. Different grove. Different (laughs) grove. But it was a grove. And so we would dig holes, because we had in Michigan, especially in that area where I grew up, the ground is very sandy. Mm -hmm. So we would dig holes, and then somebody would start a little fire. Because we you were menaces, to we were menaces to society at ten and eleven and twelve years old, and we'd bring our crayons I and never our got leftover cans kind of and somebody always had a little pot or or sometimes we used cans uh-huh. like like leftover cans uh-huh. that moms yeah, threw yeah. away. And we would melt the wax, and then we would pour the wax into the hole into a hole in the ground, and then once, and stick a little wick in there, and then once it was done, you know, once it was cool, we'd dig it up and brush the sand off, and lo and behold, we had candles.
1: Every time I hear stories about your youth, our car's youth, I realize what a good child I was,
0: Let and how much though.
1: y'all lucked out.
0: Let me just say, though, I never made candles in the sand, but... I did light my mother's perfume on fire uh-huh. on the stove often. <laughs> That's true. So. Yeah,
1: That's true. I was a very good child.
2: <laughs> so uh, I was also a Girl Scout. So I knew how to to make a fire without it being. You
1: say that, but you know. no, you didn't. <laughs> we were lucky, but uh,
2: but yeah, that was one of the
1: things that we would do.
0: But oh so God. anyway,
1: you can make a candle. Yeah, uh, as is being mentioned in the Discord right now, you can get like kits to make candles, yeah. and yeah,
0: exactly. yeah. I just wanted to bring up uh, bulkapothecary.com. Yeah. yeah.
1: Yes. Oh God! There's such
0: candle making supplies out the wazoo.
2: They're a great supply, and they have good prices. Yes. Yep. Very good prices. So they
0: have candle color blocks, so you can get Mm -hmm. all the like chime colors you want. I guess Mm -hmm. it's like 99 cents a block. So I mean, it's yeah, very very reasonable
2: prices. But the point is, you can make your own candles. There are there are obviously places where you can get what you need. Mm -hmm. So, but if you don't want to go to the trouble and the and you just don't have the time, right? You can buy candles pretty much anywhere.
1: So now I think it's time for us probably to start getting into dressing candles, because we've mentioned yes. it a couple of times yep. now, and it's one of those things that I think is most obscure about this whole process. Okay. So, can
0: I do a commercial? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do a commercial I can. first. Are you sure? Yeah. You may. A commercial now from our Tiger Lorelei. For the Georgia-based shop, Otherworld Creations, featuring jewelry, devotional art, and decorative items fashioned from animal remains. Lorelei believes that these remains have their own energy and spirit, the same way that plants and stones do, and that these can be tapped into and worked with. Most of the remains used in Otherworld Creations are found already dead, and some are traded from hunters who would otherwise discard these remnants. You can follow Otherworld Creations at Instagram at otherworld underscore creations co you can find them on facebook or you can contact them at otherworld creations co at gmail.com for inquiries or commissions that was
1: good it was that That was was a very smooth delivery yes and it was in radio voice, even Everything. though you're not feeling very well. Yeah, I'm I, know. I know.
0: That's why I had to psych myself. Uh-huh, up for yeah, it. yeah. I got I, thumbs up from Lorelei. Yes.
2: <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Lorelei. High, high quality commercial. Which, and by the way, can I say, we're very happy to have Lorelei back because yes. she's been recuperating. Yep. So we're very glad to have you back, Lorelai.
0: Yep. And making cool stuff again. That's
2: yeah. right. That's right. Making cool animal stuff. Animal yep. stuff. Okay, so we were going to talk about dressing a candle. A lot of, like, I have it listed under charging a candle. So you can, one of the ways you can charge your candle is by dressing it.
1: Right. So I guess the first thing is that dressing is optional. Mm-hmm.
0: So it's like a nature resort? <laughs>
1: yes. <laughs> you can have a new can candle <laughs> and no one will judge you. And no one will judge you for oh. it. Who oh, no. knew? Um, candles can- don't have modesty. So, nude candles are fine. That's right.
2: Now, if you are uncomfortable having having a nude nude candle candle
1: in your house, you can dress it in your house. you can dress it. (laughs) Okay. So, one of the ways that you can dress a candle is Uh, this. And this is is talking about like a candle that you get at a dollar store that's like. Right. So, let's say. But you can even do this with a colored candle. Okay. so, So, here's the thing. There are multiple ways to dress candles. And part of that's because there are multiple kinds yes. of candles. So yeah. originally, candle dressing, I believe, originated in hoodoo. Probably. And it was possible and super, super easy to do because the candles were, were sticky because right. they were made out of tallow. So you just roll them in a bunch of herbs right. that did whatever you wanted them to and the herbs mm-hmm. would just stick to the candle just stick to the wax so that was great we don't really make candles like that anymore at Mm -hmm. least not in large quantities Mm -hmm. most of the of the wax is paraffin wax Mm -hmm. and it's not soy or soy or beeswax or beeswax which are not sticky in the same way that tallow candles were so how it's usually done now is that you oil the candle either with um like an olive oil or grapeseed oil oil or something like that or with an essential oil Mm -hmm. combined with like a Mm -hmm. grapeseed oil um because never put essential oils raw on your fingers roll the candle in oil or you You essentially finger paint the candle with oil Mm -hmm. and then you roll it in herbs because the hope is that the herbs will
2: stick to the oil. You don't always have to put Herbs on your can to dress your candle.
1: No, but that's the conventional, that's the conventional dressing, dressing for, for a candle, a candle is yes. herbs re- that have correspondences yes. related to your purpose. Now, when I dress a candle, sometimes I
2: put. Yes, I'm seeing some of these comments. <laughs> <laughs> Sky clad candles, candles after
0: dark. <laughs> Play Candle Magazine. <laughs> oh my god! Free the candle. is
2: mm-hmm. over here, trying not to laugh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Oh my god. I'm just glad that I'm not the only one who thinks these things. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> oh my say.
2: god. And Justin <laughs> was just saying that they've made tallow at the events that he does yeah, yeah, with That's Civil War reenactment. You just
1: don't see them like mass-produced right, in the same right. way. they're, they're not yeah. standard. But like,
2: for instance, I do not always use an herb mm-hmm. with my with my candles. Um, if I'm dressing them, I usually use an essential oil or a combination of essential oils that correspond with the color and the intention of the spell that I'm casting. And then As Ode mentioned, you know, I always put a carrier on my hands Mm -hmm. and then a couple of drops of the oils that I'm using on my hands. And then what I do is I take the spell candle and I start from the bottom and I work my way up doing almost like a rolling motion while I'm imagining and envisioning and visualizing the intention for the candle. And then I'll do the same thing going back down. And then I'll hold it in my hands with the oils and visualize the intention. And that's, that is how I charge a candle.
1: And there are so many different, there's there's a dressing different ways. There There are are so many different ways. There are some traditions that will tell you you have to start in the middle of the candle Mm -hmm. and swipe down and then swipe up with Mm -hmm. your oil and then do that all the way around the candle. There are some that say Mm -hmm. you have to start at the bottom and move your way up. And always move from the bottom yeah. up. And some that say start from the top, the top and down, and down. Always top and down. It really
2: does depend on one. If you are in a tradition where they teach you a specific way to do it, do it that way. That do it way. the way your tradition teaches yes. you. But That's why a, traditions exist. But as rules. a solitary, this is the method yeah, that, that, that I developed, developed for myself. Yep. Now, if I do want to use a salt or if I do want to use an herb mm-hmm. or something like that, I'll do that exact same thing that I just discussed. Mm-hmm and, and charge the candle. And then I'll have those herbs in a dish. Yeah, and I'll either sprinkle the 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 herbs onto the candle, or I will roll yeah. the herbs onto the candle. Now, the thing about using herbs on a candle, though, is that you definitely do have to watch your candle because, because the herbs might catch might catch fire. Yes, so that's why I don't often use the herbs on on my candles. I, I prefer to buy a candle that's already has the um the herbs
1: infused in the candle. You the can candle. sometimes find that, although you're still gonna run into the same yes. problem where they you sometimes can. catch. Fire.
2: <laughs> Although I will say that, like, for instance, we were going to talk about Magnolia Rains, right. who does wonderful candles. Her, hers are
1: rolled, at least the ones that we the, received. Uh, so rolled, I don't think expresses it clearly. Right. The candle is, I think, partially created, like right. partially poured, mm-hmm. and then it's rolled in the herbs while it's still hot, hot. and mellow. And then enough. I believe another layer of wax yep. is poured on top. So yep. the herbs are essentially infused into the candle. And they, they burn wonderfully. In there. Yeah. They're, they're
2: really wonderful candles. Another thing
1: you but can do But that's like an advanced
2: technique. That is an advanced <laughs> technique for somebody who knows what the fuck they're doing. And Magnolia rains. Knows, <laughs> knows what, what, what the fuck, the fuck she's she's doing. She's doing. But another thing that you can do because you know you can get beeswax sheets. Yes. And this is something that can be very helpful if you really want if you have a very specific intention, you definitely want to use specific herbs and specific right. oils. You know exactly what you, you want. You know exactly what you want. You can take a And whatever, you're not willing to compromise. And you're not willing to compromise. You can take the and the the sheets come in different colors. Mm -hmm. So you can get whatever sheet color you want of this beeswax. Well
1: personally I just like like, raw beeswax. Raw beeswax
2: yeah I like to go this just straight raw. And then what you would do is you would you would dress the inside of that beeswax sheet with your oil like and with your herb. Exactly. But And then you would put the herbs mm-hmm. on it, sprinkle them on there, and then you roll
1: the sheet up. With a wick, obviously. Obviously, inside. the wick has got to
2: be there. <laughs> Otherwise, you just have a sheet of wax I just, I just roll
1: sheet, yeah. But no, you put a wick inside and then you <laughs> and roll then up you roll the sheet of beeswax. Up,
2: and you, you've got a beautiful spell candle. Yep, that's it's, custom. It's custom. Full of all your stuff. And it's got exactly what you want in it. Yep. So, that's definitely another way you can
0: do it. So, doing research because that's what I do. That's what you do. That's what you Uh, do. There's a thing called candle lacquer, which is basically a wax Mm -hmm. that you can... It comes in a jar, tub, Uh whatever, up to like five gallons worth of it. Wow. And you put it on and but it stays in a semi-permeable form while it's in the container okay mm-hmm. and then you have a certain amount of time to work with it before it hardens oh,
1: okay that's neat. but it
0: melts just like wax so you can do the outside of a candle that's true. with that on it and then that's true
1: there's one other thing that people do that's not like always referred to as dressing but it's essentially the same thing as dressing there where people will carve things into a candle yes that is very important, So too. sometimes people will carve sigils or runes. The name names, of someone. spells. Initials sometimes, because yeah. a whole name can be hard to fit on a candle. Yeah, handle. usually initials, <laughs> especially those little bitty of- Uh-huh, those little chimes. <laughs> you're just sitting there t- trying to carve Water. in another line. Ah, dang it, I started too large. and I only got <laughs> half the name on there. Um. Yeah. So usually people do initials if they're going to put a name That's on there, right. but that can be useful for especially if you need to do like a tag lock.
2: Yeah, and a do have a very directed yeah. spell. Like if you're doing a healing spell on somebody, or if you're doing a curse on somebody, right. you want to be able to inscribe that person's name yeah. and maybe some sigils or something on mm-hmm. the candle. And when the when you're using those bitty spell candles, that, real hard. That, that can be real tricky.
1: I do see a lot of people using runes. I think they're not always people who even necessarily know know what the runes 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 mean but a lot of people use runes i think because runes are naturally relatively easy to carve right right because they're mostly hard lines and hard lines are mostly what you're going to be able to carve right. into a candle. I recommend using like a needle. You <sighs> can use, well, you can use a needle. You can use a
2: safety pin. Mm-hmm.
1: I've had a lot of people be like, you should be using your athame, but
2: no, that's so hard to but do. But what I use, I actually have, it is a clay shape. Uh, yes, a clay tool. A, a clay tool yeah. that is a very fine point that I use exclusively now for carving into my candles. Which I think you inherited from me from back when I actually did clay things. Nope. No, actually, it was actually my own. Oh, okay. Yeah. I I, I used to do I used to do some work in clay. That yeah. was one of you can my. Actually, that's one of the only tools that survived. I think
1: you can actually get those uh, those little like clay sculpting tools. Yeah. super cheap, real cheap, and like Michaels. Yeah, or... and they'll cut through candle wax
2: no problem. Absolutely, I, it's one that it was one of the best things that I ever did. Yeah, was was getting that because <laughs> I tried a paring knife. Yeah. and I they're mean, really it, the, these kind of tools are really designed for doing yeah. this kind of detail exactly. work, exactly. Which an athame generally is not. not. Yeah. They're usually much larger, and you're gonna more likely chop off your fingers. Finger. Hurt yourself, yeah. So get something and then dedicate it toward yeah, just to doing this purpose. To doing this purpose. I
0: just thought of a great thing to do. Qua. So Paul's now making those metal <gasps> uh, wands. Yes. And they have super sharp points on the, ultra true. sharp points, almost needle like. Yes, <laughs> mm-hmm. and so that might be a good thing. To that might be candle. interesting. Yeah. 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 yeah,
1: especially if you get one because he's making uh some that have like a wooden handle. Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, and then a, a relatively shorter iron point. Yeah, yeah. extremely so, sharp.
2: And like I know
1: that in uh,
2: like certain, like I brought up the safety pin because I know mm-hmm. with certain like hoodoo traditions and some other things, yeah. various sharp objects are used yeah. depending on the type of spell you're you're doing. Yeah. Doing. So yeah. it, it depends. If you are practicing hoodoo, obviously right. you're gonna you're
1: gonna follow. If you're really that. cursing a bitch, go get a rusty nail. That's <laughs> right. You know, go follow the what
2: you're mm-hmm. what you're meant to be doing. Do so, some research.
1: Right. Obviously, <laughs> know what the fuck
2: you're doing. Don't get tetanus.
1: It's time for reviews. That's fair. That's fair. Okay. Speaking of talking speaking about speaking different... of candles, so what we're reviewing today is the magical fire assistant candles from uh, the Sealed Bast, mm-hmm. which is the store owned and operated A- A- by Akaneko. That's right. Uh, one of our longtime patrons and yep. friends. That's <laughs> yep. right. And we actually received
2: these candles at our hand fasting, which mm-hmm. we had last weekend.
1: Yep. Yeah, Carr and Gwyn got handfasted uh for Beltane mm-hmm. and I was present. That's right. Yes. You were one of the maidens. Yeah, I was I was I was participating in the ritual, you yeah. know.
2: Yep. Mm-hmm. So, anyway, we got these candles as a gift. Thank you again to mm-hmm. for this beautiful gift. There was one for each of us and they're really unique candles.
1: Yeah, they're uh, they're a very interesting shape. Uh I'm pretty sure they've been hand dipped. They're sort of that one's speckly. It is speckly. Mine is speckly. I explicitly requested the speckly one because yeah. I like the look of it. It's one like, is a little bit solid. It's like more a really pear shape. Yeah, kind of. Or a carrot. They're irregular because they're hand-dipped, so each right. one is unique. Very different. They don't stand... Necessarily. No. Um, you would have to sort of level off the bottom of them. Or... Of this kind. Because this is... She of this kind, do yeah. Standard she does a variety. Tapers these as yeah. well. these, yeah. are, these just, are just... We, we got the, the the fancy hand-dipped ones. We got yeah. the fancy one. Um, but what I would actually suggest is you can get um like a pillar stand that has a little mm-hmm. uh, skewer in it, essentially. Oh, yeah. Yeah. to yeah. hold. So, so you would, yeah, I would just stake this on a, yeah. on a pillar skewer. I think
2: the other thing you could do is if you melted the bottom... Yeah. You could also make... Stick it, it straight to the surface. Straight to
1: the surface and the melted wax would help it stay. Help it stick, yeah. yeah. We actually saw someone do that at arts and craft the other yeah, day. Yeah, yeah, I've uh, seen them it was, do that a couple times. Yeah, it's, I was, uh, I'm always impressed when people are like, "I'm just going to melt this candle over another candle and stick it where I want it." <laughs> I don't know why that impresses me, but it does. Well,
2: it's like, wow, you rebel, like. you. It, it's solving a problem. It's uh-huh, like, I yeah. need to stick this candle somewhere. I don't have a holder. Okay, mm-hmm. that'll work, and it works really well. Yep. <laughs> so we received these candles. They're really vibrant, Very like vibrant. red, orange color. Yep. Mm-hmm. and they're also circled in a thread which you are meant
1: to cut to release the energy oh
0: interesting yeah Mm -hmm. so they
1: have a a red and white thread wrapped around them three times times. and then knotted and you cut that thread to release the energy as you light it yeah as you as you light it and they are or before you light it i suppose right hard to do
2: both (laughs) hard
1: to do both uh and they are for burning away obstacles Mm -hmm. and leaving a fertile foundation for new growth. Yeah. And they have a kind of a scent that I'm not sure I can describe.
2: Well, the, I think it was yeah, described the, on the... the so f- the
1: little information sheet says it has pumice, lupine oil, and jack pine essential mm-hmm, oil. Mm-hmm. None of which I'm familiar with. I don't know any of these scents, so mm-hmm. I can't ID if what I'm smelling is the wax or if I'm smelling the essential oils, but it's a like it's a, a very, very it's mild, very mild. Yeah. scent. And it's actually sort of pleasant. So what, what did you think of the candles? I, I like the about the candles. <laughs> I, <laughs> I like them. I I think they're beautiful. I think they're each unique. Yeah, each and one is different. The one I, like I said, the one I explicitly like claimed as soon as I saw them was the speckly one. But there's like a stripey one yeah. and a right. feathery and one. And Echo
0: totally knew you'd want the speckly oh, one. Yeah,
1: absolutely.
2: <laughs> and it it makes a wonderful gift, to be honest with you. And it's what maybe it's about the the, it's same, about the length same length, the length as a chime candle. candle. Yeah. Yeah. yeah,
1: yeah. It's just significantly thicker. Thicker. Yeah. yeah, yeah.
2: But it is about the same length as a as a chime candle. And so it's a it's a lovely hand created yep. with intention mm-hmm. gift. Yep. Unfortunately, at this point. The Etsy store for Rock and Echo for this candle yeah, is uh, brand is on vacation
1: right now. Right, yeah. it's on hiatus. <laughs>
2: They're on hiatus.
1: Um, but it is www.etsy.com backslash shop backslash the sealed bast and put- all
2: and I'll take a picture and put the information yeah. up. And so that way, just kind of keep an eye on on the Etsy store. And hopefully, eventually, we'll get some candles up there for people to get. Because mm-hmm. I love these. I think what Akaneko does is beautiful. She's yeah, shown us beautiful work. other
0: of her work yeah. before. Mm-hmm. She's very creative. I'd also like to say thank you to two of our patrons, Akaneko yes. and Justin. And Justin. Yes. Who came out to the hand fasting. We were so pleased to have you yeah. guys there. Yes. Thank it thank meant you very a lot. Much. Yep. It It was very
2: cool. It was very cool. So,
0: that's it for Reviews. You know, for being
2: ill, you are really in good voice tonight. Mm -hmm. Maybe I I should be sick more often. (laughs) I don't recommend it. No, I don't recommend
1: it. (laughs) All right, so now we're going to talk about different types of candles, because there's more than you may have even realized, as evidenced by a car not knowing what a chime was. So, there are tea lights. Those are those little, little candles that are metal base, usually. Yeah, they're they're plastic. Or plastic, or sometimes plastic. sometimes they're not even That's in a true. container. Sometimes you'll find them loose. They're little flat discs. Yeah, little yeah. flat discs, about maybe half an inch tall. Unless you get a six-hour burning one, right. and then in which they're, case they're a little taller. Out, it, maybe two inches. Yeah. Uh, then there are votives, mm-hmm. which are. I always struggle with how to describe a votive. They're, I, I always want to describe them as, like, V-shaped, but they're not really. They're not really. They're kind of... They're a little wider at the top than they are at the bottom. Yeah. yeah. Conventionally. Although sometimes you can find one that's just flat, will, straight they'll down. They'll burn a little
2: bit longer. They'll burn for about four to three five hours. Three four hours, hours yeah, depending. It's two depending. to
0: three tea lights stacked on top of each other, basically. basically. Basically,
2: yeah. Basically. But it's got kind of a tapered shape to it. Yeah. Most of the time. And unlike a tea light, like, you know, especially if the tea light comes in its own little, like, metal dish. dish you, you definitely want some kind of a holder a for holder, yeah. your votive. votive because <laughs> it will melt. You'll yeah.
1: want, into a puddle. Into a puddle, yeah. You'll it want, can want we'll, a candle holder for everything except a tea light that comes in a metal dish. Basically, and you can get a, a, a dish for or a
2: you can get a votive a, holder. They have, votive votive glass holder. Votive, they have yeah. Vot- yeah, but you know what? I'll, a lot of the times, I just use a, a regular saucer yeah. for for mine. Um, um, it works just as well.
1: Sort of the next candle up is the chime, which yep. we've talked about. Mm-hmm. I think the next candle up from that basically is a taper, uh, yeah, not it, counting an emergency candle. Yeah, you
2: get your middle, which is the emergency standard.
1: But you're not going to find that in as many colors and things.
2: Well, no. actually, that's not true because Pat and Paul do, they oh, that's do true. sell they
1: do. that yeah. standard, which I think they call household style. candles. Yeah, they call them household candles,
2: and they come in a variety of colors. Yeah. But I don't think all stores sell no. them. So Pat and Paul's, you know, arts and craft is a little unusual. Yeah, and that it, you can get that it's household size. That size.
1: But they'll burn for probably five or six hours. Yeah, probably. Uh, and then a taper is the very tall candle that yes. you're probably familiar with. skinny.
2: dinner Dinner table candles. Yeah.
1: yeah. Uh, and those will burn for seven or eight. Well, it depends. Depending on the quality of it the depends. taper. It depends. Pro- and the problem, though, that you'll get with, especially with a taper,
2: unless yeah. they're dripless... Yeah, with, as you get
1: those long get, runlets they get Yeah, they wax. melt and
2: you get the long runny. Now, it can look really cool. It looks very goth. <laughs> very goth. Very cool. But that is something to consider.
1: Then the next one up, I think, is pillars. <sighs> yes. Like a standard disconnected yep. un- pillar. And then connect, you've, got different, pillar. you've got different sizes yes. of pillars. Yes, pillars come in a range of sizes. I'm not even going to try to describe nope. the sizes that pillars come in. They're just bigger than tables. They got small, medium, and <laughs> they, large. Exactly. They they tend, <laughs> there's they're wide candles. Yeah, they're as kind a rule. of squat. They're squat usually, unless they're very tall. Unless they're very tall. Sometimes you can get a very Which tall I pillar. They have tall pillars yeah. on the altar right now. The range of sizes for pillars is incomprehensibly yeah, there's large. There's so many different. So kinds. just anything bigger than a taper essentially is, is a probably pillar. a pillar, probably. And those, the biggest problem you're going to run into is uh, they get hollowed out if you yes, don't do. if you don't burn them very carefully. So the yeah. way to burn a pillar candle is that you must burn it until the wax melts all the way to the edge mm-hmm. of the candle mm-hmm. if you blow it out before then or if the candle is improperly made the wax will evaporate in the center but not burn out to the right. edges and you will end up with a hollow wax shell mm-hmm. in a wick that is like 6 inches and then down you end up, and then you, then you have, have to, to chop, chop off chop the top it off of it and, and, and it's or, a mess or
2: It'll, um, it'll drown it'll, the wick. It'll drown the wick, or it'll create a little rivulet out yes. the side, and then you got a mess. Now, one thing I did learn from Jackie from Coventry Creations is that it does depend on how the candle is yeah,
0: made.
1: Yeah, it comes down to manufacturing. It
2: comes manufacturing. down to manufacturing skill. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Trimming the edges is significantly easier, and I learned this as a... A wild child. Yes, a wild child would be the right <laughs> thing. I was thinking the juvenile wild dying
1: child.
0: Point is sticking a knife in the flame.
1: Yeah, heating mm-hmm. it up. And then heating it up. it up,
0: and then just... Yeah.
1: Yep. So that's the the only real problem with pillars is that you're liable if you're not very careful with your burn uh, or if it is not manufactured correctly to end up with a, a candle that essentially eats itself. I would say if you're going to, you know, if you're going to invest in a pillar
2: candle, yeah. invest Actually in a invest pillar. Actually invest in a pillar. Invest in Because it's going to burn for significantly longer yeah. than all of these other candles. Exactly. The only time I've not had that problem, I've gotten some of the best glass pillars. Those are yes. pillars that are, that are in a glass casing yes. already. Those... Some,
1: and again, you'll find I've these in a variety of sizes. Mm-hmm. Um, Yankee Candle, you'll probably be most familiar with, yeah. uh, is the kind that comes with a, like a lid. Right. And it's like a big squat jar right. full of wax. But so what Gwen's talking about is essentially like a six or seven inch tall glass tube yep. with a candle with with in it. Can- and the thing with those glass containers.
2: Those uh, have their own problems, Yeah.
1: Yes, yes. The glass sometimes,
2: you know, overheats and shatters. Thermal well, shock is a problem, and you do have to have, make sure that you have some kind of a candle lighter, like one of those. Yeah, because you're not neck- you're not going to be able to get a, a, no, a match gonna, in there once you yeah once it gets to a certain level, you can't use a lighted candle. No, yeah. I mean, it's a mess. <laughs> So, yeah,
1: lighting those can be an ordeal. It does have its, its But one of the major uses for, uh, especially one of those very tall glass mm-hmm, candles, is mm-hmm. uh, what's called a seven-day candle. Exactly. So a seven-day candle is, sometimes they actually come in seven colors, like mm-hmm. layers of color. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they're very common in hoodoo again, mm-hmm. where the point... In Santeria. And Santeria, yeah. The point of them is to burn them for a specific period of time mm-hmm. over a the course of seven days. Yeah, and that's when you're talking about an extended... Yeah. Yeah. An extended candle spell. You gotta be
2: committed yeah. to remembering to light that candle every day and to focus on your intention yeah. every day and so And you to have not to let really, it burn
1: down too fast. Yeah, and to you not know, not, let not it, if you're only burning it for an hour a day, don't burn it for six hours today. Exactly. Make sure you're paying attention
2: and that it's burning as it's meant to
1: for the spell. And then the only other kind of candle I wanted to talk about are shaped candles. Yes. So shaped candles, again, you see used more in voodoo, 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 Voodoo. Santeria, Mm -hmm. uh, those kind of traditions, but they come in a couple of sort of semi-standard shapes. So you'll have the couple, the couple, you have a man and a woman, Mm -hmm. uh, you have an entwined couple, right. Speaking (laughs) of nude candles, yeah, (laughs) you'll have a candle. That's uh, a couple embracing, uh, there's a candle that's a couple standing back to back. That's right. conventionally for like breakups. You've got your knobs, which are yeah. seven day candle. which are seven day candles where you burn it down. So um, it's a series of knots or knobs mm-hmm. in the wax, and you burn it down one knob at a time, right. essentially. And it's very important to do that. Yeah, to get the timing on those right. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes you'll find genital candles. That's yeah, right. Pre-opic. Yeah, pre yeah. and a and a vulva yeah. candle exactly. uh, for sex s- magic. You'll find skulls for skulls, cursing. Yep. Uh, not necessarily for cursing. Could be. No. For it could work. be it could be mm-hmm. for ancestral work, <laughs> uh, and I actually the other day saw a baphomet candle, which I was fascinated by. Oh, interesting! By. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, you're mostly going to find these in pagan stores. Yeah, yeah, and these on are the specialty. internet. Yeah, they're these they're specialty, specialty. Uh, and they're pretty much intended explicitly for pagan, pagan. purposes. Yeah. So uh, you won't always find them like pre-dressed. I very rarely see like a dressed or an intention no, you, created you, candle. You just find to... them sort of shaped. Yeah, you find them shaped, and then you create the intention yeah. and do all. And it can even be hard to find them in multiple colors. So sometimes you just have to work with what you get. Yeah, exactly. In terms of a shaped candle. Sometimes it it is. You'll have more luck finding the specific thing you want online. Yeah, exactly. That is very true. Justin asks, could you use the shaped (laughs) candles sold in tourist candle shops for correspondences? Sure, Sure, yeah. Absolutely. If there's... A shape that works for you for something you're doing. Yeah, that's that's absolutely going to work. Yeah. Uh, all of that matters is that it is a correspondence to you. Yeah, exactly. Yeah.
2: So if you go to a regular store and you find mm-hmm. a shaped candle for, I think, uh, who is yeah, it? Yeah, Lorelai. has a cat-shaped, has a cat-shaped candle. You know, you can use a candle Mm -hmm. for anything whatever shape it is if it corresponds to what your intention
1: is. Although bear in mind that some of those tourist shaped candles right, Mm -hmm. are not actually intended to be burned. That's true. So like I have one that's the shape of a a bunch of wolves and if I lit it ever one wolf would burn in a very messy fashion and the other two would be completely untouched because the candle is not designed to burn. Right. Right. So bear that kind of stuff in mind when you're doing uh, a shaped candle. The ones that you'll Mm -hmm. find in pagan stores have they're actually been designed, designed to, to burn, burn. Mm-hmm. so they're actually going to do it correctly. Um, mm-hmm. That's not necessarily going to be true with what you find sort mm-hmm. of out in the wider world, but if you find something that works, absolutely go for it.
2: I think I've also haven't I also seen some shit, like you have candles shaped like a pyramid Right, you, know, yep. for you can get pyramids getting yeah. different kinds of energy that you're trying yep. to, to invoke, that kind of thing, yep. different gods, so there's uh, Yeah, sometimes uh, pillars will come
0: in uh, square forms too Yeah, which yeah nice.
2: exactly, exactly. So You've got lots of options.
1: Lots of opportunities. Lots of opportunities.
0: So the one thing, I'm going to give you the only knowledge I have about candles. Okay. You ready for this? I'm ready. So candles, the amount of illumination they put out was originally called a candela.
1: Yes, I did know that.
0: Okay, which is how we came up with candle foot candles mm-hmm. of light, right? Which then became lumens, right? Which is mm-hmm. what we rate right light because um,
1: because time used to be measured in the, how many candle marks it took you to go yep. through a period,
0: right? So a current candle that you would buy today, made mm-hmm. of normal paraffin, right, mm-hmm. is thirteen lumens or one candela.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: It is about. 32 times less light than a 60 watt bulb. That's all I know about candles.
1: (laughs) Very nice, very nice. Nice, Again, nice science. For having,
0: having been in uh-huh. you know, lighting, and, yeah, lighting and, and, and audio and yeah. video and that kind of stuff, all of that makes a like, ton le- more sense let me, to me.
1: Let me tell you about some light facts. <laughs> right, exactly. If you're going to light your scene with candles, here's what you should know. <laughs> and because
0: I used to, you know, teach classes uh-huh. on it. That's so. right.
1: That's right. <laughs> let me dump some science on you. <laughs> uh,
0: since I've done my part now, I guess it's time for Odes Stone! Corner.
1: So what you talking about today, Ode? Today I'm talking about Desert Rose. (laughs) Woohoo! So, uh Desert Rose is a selenite, gypsum, barite combination. So it's so selenite is gypsum and selenite is also barite and Desert Rose is gypsum and barite and selenite. Mineral classifications are stupid. Okay. <laughs> so the mineral mass of barite and gypsum mm-hmm. is essentially combined during moisture evaporation. Desert Rose specifically is created due to the environmental pressures that you find in arid sandy areas okay so high winds high heat and the presence of a lot of sand the sand particulate gets mixed in with the mineral mass and because of the conditions of the wind usually Mm -hmm. it forms into these flat circular plates in what are called rosette clusters Okay. So instead of forming like spars, like selen- like conventional selenite does, uh, it forms these sort of muddy looking little rose shapes that sort of grow up in these irregular formations in deserts. Right. So it grows up
2: looking like a little... Like little... Like little strange little, little rosettes.
1: Little rosettes, yeah. <laughs> um, little petals, essentially, of mineral that mm-hmm. sort of grow uh, in and around each other. Interesting. Yeah. Kind of like coral. Yeah, a little bit, a little, it looks a little bit like coral, yeah. Yeah. Uh, Especially in sort of the, the untouched Formations. formations that you'll, that you'll occasionally find. It can come in brown, tan, cream, or white. In color The white is actually Sort of the natural color Of the gypsum barite. Selenite is colorless But desert rose is opaque So it presents as white And then as it gets Sand particulate mixed into it uh, And as the presence of iron Increases in the area uh, It gets sort of muddier And browner And orangier looking So gotcha. rustier uh, So you can find desert rose cool. In that whole range And then it has a very Sort of chalky quality to it Because selenite Particularly desert rose selenite Is a 1.5 on the mose scale, which is very, very soft. Right. So like if you see a selection of desert rose at like a, a gemstone auction or at uh, like a pagan store, right. sort of all mixed together, uh, if you dig through them, you'll often find that there's just sort of a thin layer of what looks like chalk dust at the bottom of the container. That's very like small fragments of the desert rose that have just like friction has torn Filled them off, off of right. each other right. yeah uh, as they've as they've been right. in contact with each other so you have to be very very careful with a desert rose specimen don't drop it don't uh, subject it to any kind of pressure. Don't put it in your don't pocket. Put it, don't put it Basically. in your pocket. Don't put it with your other rocks. It will get smooshed into dust. Gotcha. So when you get your desert rose at the store, put Baby it in it. a
2: very, very special little bag and carry it carefully home.
1: Yeah. Keep it separate from your other rocks because we- it will surprise you how easy it is to just smoosh. It. Right. <laughs> A piece of desert rose into a billion trillion tiny pieces. And if that's not what you intended, you will be very sad. Right, you'll be very sad that you've killed your desert rose. So, Desert Rose is one of those stones that, like, if you look it up online, it's got like, this stone does everything because it's a selenite, so everyone's like, it does the selenite things, but in my experience, it doesn't actually do the conventional selenite things. Selenite is conventionally for, like, raising vibrational energy and, Mm -hmm. like, improving psychicness and stuff like that, like a lot of the clear ones are. Right. But Desert Rose, in my experience, is more for doing two very specific things. It's good for recognizing and facilitating Softness in harsh conditions.
0: Okay, makes sense.
1: Right. And it's good for boosting your sort of empathy and compassion without becoming a doormat. Oh, nice. Okay. So there's a risk sometimes when you're highly empathic, when you're very compassionate, when you want to love the people around you to just let them walk all over you because you don't want to, you know, make their lives harder. But It is necessary sometimes to put up boundaries, and Desert Rose is good for doing that. It's good for saying, you know, I love you, but stop. (laughs) Good for
2: boundaries work. Yes,
1: good for boundaries, but without allowing yourself to become bitter Mm -hmm. or... Um, get snappy, um, so, or sort of destroy that relationship. It's not It's not putting up walls. It's just saying, yes. like, here's the line. Mm-hmm. Don't step over this line. I still love you, but this line is here.
2: So this is not a stone that you would carry with you, but you would maybe perhaps put it on an altar with its intention. Yes.
1: Uh, this is definitely not a stone I would carry with me, not just because it's fragile, but also because it's such such a very specific use case. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But I would, I usually keep mine on my altar in a place where I can see it and sort of like... Like, meditate on that energy mm-hmm. uh, and work with the, the, that stone on bringing that energy into my life. Right. Because it can be hard to sort of. It's hard when you're in a difficult situation, mm-hmm. right? To mm-hmm. still allow yourself to be gentle. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy to build up walls of your own and make yourself inaccessible or make yourself hard and violent to survive. Mm hmm. But desert rose is your reminder that despite the harsh conditions you are in now, and despite the harsh conditions that are making you as you speak, Mm -hmm. your end result can still be gentle and beautiful. Gotcha.
0: So I have two questions. Okay. One is, are they harder to find now because we've been mining gypsum for so long to make drywall?
1: I don't think... Desert rose is... Is it expensive? It's not expensive in small uh, s- uh, specimens like the one I have. Uh-huh. If you get larger specimens, yeah. yeah, it can be very expensive because okay. you only find it in, like, under specific conditions. Right, right.
0: So mm-hmm. I couldn't go into our gypsum mines here in... And find desert rose. ...and find desert rose because no. we don't have the wind in the Exactly.
1: Sand. It's not okay. the right conditions for creating desert right. rose. Gotcha.
0: And my other question is, do you have to keep it separated? Whoa. <laughs> <laughs> keep it
1: separated.
0: <laughs> um, Sorry. I had to get that out. It's been in me since you Since st- I
1: said since I said you had to keep it separate separated. from yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So. <laughs>
2: Alright,
1: that's that's I'll it for Desert it Rose me.
0: So that's it for Odes Stone Corner
1: <laughs> He's sick, so we'll let it pass. <laughs>
0: When Susie said, I had to, you know, protect my voice.
1: Yep, exactly. As our on-staff
0: speech therapist that we don't pay. That's (laughs) right.
1: (laughs) I did have one other thing I wanted to talk about, Mm -hmm. Uh, which is candle sign. (laughs) Candle sign is a way to kind of divine, more or less, how your spell is going based on how your candle is burning.
0: Mm -hmm. Uh, And it's very
1: Interesting. interesting. Not everybody, like, pays enough attention to utilize I think it's it, fascinating. but I think candle sign is very interesting especially if um, you're new mm-hmm. because there are some pretty like logical connections here um that makes, really that makes sense it's like it's yeah. not hard to figure out. Um It's something that seems very common sense when you think about, like, what's the candle turning yeah. this way? What's this mean? You can probably figure it out even without knowing. And you don't hear a lot of people talking about right. candle For sign. Right. For some reason, candle sign isn't discussed as much really as some of these other things are. But I find it's very useful, especially when you're new and you're maybe mm-hmm. uncertain about how your results are going, and get some sort of immediate feedback on sort of how the spell is progressing and if you should be changing anything based on candle sign. Here candle sign. are... Some candle sign. If you have a clean, essentially like uneventful burn, if your candle, like if your flame just burns straight and it doesn't flicker and there's nothing dramatic happening, that's considered, uh, like a positive sign, but a sign that the spell is gonna be not super active. Like it'll probably so a week? yeah not, mm-hmm. well maybe not weak but just uneventful.
0: Gotcha. It'll
1: probably work its way around to doing your job. It may take long, but it'll take longer probably. Basically, a strong flame, so it's like a flame that's very high uh, and very bright, yeah. is a high energy result. So you're gonna see more positive results faster. Mm-hmm. A small weak flame, so one that's sort of struggling to stay not guttered or that's very pale in color, is obviously an inauspicious sign. That's a spell that. That's going to struggle to get the job done. So maybe okay. rethink the spell, maybe right. rework it. Um, or maybe work it again. Work it again. Um, mm-hmm. An erratic flame, so one that flickers and sort of dances around the wick a lot, mm-hmm. is chaotic results. So maybe you weren't clear enough in your intention, mm-hmm. in setting specifically what you wanted to happen. And, or maybe you were conflicted. Right, maybe you were conflicted. It's also a sign of possible interference. Mm-hmm. So there may be other forces at play that are interfering with the spell's ability to get the job done. Mm-hmm. A flickering flame, so which is not like a dancing flame. Flame, which is really wild and all over the place, but one that just sort of flickers in a very right. regular fashion. Mm-hmm. What I call a ping back or a response. And it usually indicates that, uh, especially if you're making a petition to a specific spirit or god or, like, your, your spell refers to a specific person, it's an indication that, like, you hit the target. Okay. Uh, a popping or sputtering flame can be either a response or or pushback. So there are some schools of thought that a popping or a sputtering or a, like a, a, a loud flame mm-hmm. candle flame essentially mm-hmm. uh, could be your ancestors or your spirit guides or whoever's involved in this process trying to tell you something mm-hmm. so you should like focus in on like scrying essentially that Yeah maybe that do flame. some divination do some divination see if you can figure out what the message is mm-hmm. um, but it can also indicate a stronger interference than uh, like a dancing flame. Right. So this is one where you definitely have to do some divination and sort of see what specifically is going on because it could go either way and could be positive you, could be negative. How should you respond Exactly. What should you do about it? Uh, if the flame dies before the candle has run its course, you have hit strong interference, essentially like a wall to the spell's success, and you should let it go. Mm-hmm. You should rework the spell entirely. It's because not going to so. work as is. Right.
2: Because for some reason, it's just...
1: Yeah, it's, it, it hit a wall. It hit a wall. I, and if it... <laughs> my my personal opinion would be like... if you do a candle spell and it dies twice, don't do that spell again. Right. right exactly. It's not a, The in, not result th- is not intended. Exactly. If you have a spell candle that you're having a hard time extinguishing, so if you only wanted to burn it for a specific time but you can't get it to go out, mm-hmm. uh, that's a sign that your spell's not done working its course yet and you should keep working on it and keep going and let it burn a little let it longer. Burn a little
2: longer. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: and if you have a candle that won't light at all, it's a sign that your spell is essentially useless. It's not going to work, so it's just not going to get going and And so it's time to rework it yeah refine revise rework
0: so i do have a question so candles you know flames burn in two different colors basically Mm -hmm. you get yellow and blue yep blue is the hotter sometimes the blue flame will be higher Mm -hmm. than the yellow Mm -hmm. and sometimes the blue flame is smaller than Mm -hmm. the yellow Mm -hmm. so does that have any correlation in that like how how big the outer s- part of the flame is.
1: So my personal correspondence for mm-hmm. this is that a uh, blue flame indicates like the direct action or participation or energy or attention of a spirit or God that I'm working with. Okay. Um. So a blue flame means like not only are they paying attention, but they're like actively participating in the work. And the more blue there is, the, the more, more energy they're there. contributing. Okay, cool.
2: We should probably do. Oh yeah, that's true. It is time for cars, feast, table. Cars,
0: feast, table. That still makes me laugh. So here is my entry into the making candle magic.
1: Yes, this is so exciting. This is very exciting. We're so... We've been looking forward to this.
0: So basically, you need to take two sticks of butter and you need to put them in a pan and melt them down until they become what is called brown butter.
1: Which I have never so you, heard of.
0: So you've, you've melted them for a very long time at a, at a medium heat. You don't mm-hmm. want to be at a high heat. You want to be at a medium heat. And it's going to, the butter's actually going to turn brown. Mm-hmm. And then what you're going to do is you're going to take that and you're going to pour it through um, some cheesecloth or coffee filters. They kind of okay. work interchangeably. And that's going to separate out uh, the solids from the liquid. Because there are some solids mm-hmm. in oh gosh, butter. i you brown it. Yep. And so those solids will stay up above. If any of it escapes through, feel free to just kind of spoon Scoop that off. And what you come up with then is what is known as ghee. In this case, brown ghee. That's G-H-E-E. Mm-hmm. And then you're going to take that and while you're making it, while you're putting it in the pot and boiling it, you're going to add herbs to it. Rosemary, garlic... Lavender. Lavender, whatever you need, salt. yeah, salt. salt that you think will taste good, mm-hmm. right? Or that you need for your magical, right, for your working. magical work. Yep,
1: mm-hmm. as um, long as it's but,
0: edible. This is an edible, edible correspondence. Right. correspondence. correspondence. So, once you've made this butter, you're going to pour that. So, two sticks of butter will make three uh, size candles. So, you need to have some empty votive holders. Right. So, yes, people, you're making butter candles. Oh. <laughs> so, you're going to pour this into this thing. And then you're going to, you will have already purchased wicks. And you can buy wicks that have, that are made with ghee Mm -hmm. so they're buttered wicks it's still cotton on the inside but the outside the burning part of it is actually ghee and you put those in there then what you do is you have a dinner party Mm -hmm. and you invite people over for dinner and you light these candles around the table right
1: right so you and wait for, the butter solidifies, essentially, right, once butter, you pour it into the votive. butter hardens,
0: right.
2: And yes, Lorelai, <clears throat> we're talking edible candles. Isn't so, that
0: awesome? So then you you light these, you let them melt down, and then when you bring out the last course, mm-hmm. you say, okay, now pick up your candle and pour it over top of your meal.
2: <laughs> Obviously, you take the, you know, you blow out the wick and you... Yep. Right, Take a wick
1: out. And you pour your candle pulling, over your meal right. to taste. That's
2: right. And we were talking about, there's so many things. This is this would be I, wonderful family magic, kitchen work,
1: you know, kitchen witch magic. I desperately want to do this for the Stop next it. silent supper. Silent supper, <laughs> I mean. Silent supper should be done in candlelight anyway. That's right.
2: So there are so many things you can do with this magically. Mm-hmm. And we were talking about you could do it for a dessert type of thing if you want to do a sweetening spell. Yep. You could do it, you know, make this candle that has cinnamon, cinnamon, lavender, Nut sugar, nutmeg, yep. sugar, sugar, and then pour it yep. over, over baked, baked apples apple. or baked yep. pears or apple pie. Even, yep. you know? And uh, I just think it's a wonderful wonderful way to incorporate you're not candle only, magic
1: into your cooking. Not only yep. do you do the candle magic process of the put your intention into this candle and then right. light it on fire mm-hmm. and then wait. But then you consume, you consume that it. magic. Right. Yep, exactly. As well as the people that you are intending mm-hmm. to affect with your magic. It's good shit. I'm very into shit. it. good <clears> shit. <throat> I'm yeah. very
2: into this. Very, very cool. I'm very excited to try this. This is, this try is, this is maybe mid- Car's best feast
1: table it ever. <laughs> I'm so <table> excited about <laughs> it. We're going
2: to be making these candles for midsummer for our midsummer meal.
0: And, and now a is. commercial from our Tiger yes. Crystal for our Apothecary Teas. This shop produces fragrant, aesthetically beautiful teas to delight all the senses with handcrafted tea blends from white to red to green right now apothecary teas is featuring floral spring blends like atlantis a tropical sea of sentia green lemon peel and butterfly pea flower natural lemon extract and natural lime flavor if you're looking for something with a healthy component Elder Tea might be for you with white tea, elderberries, elderflower, cornflower, and natural blueberry flavor. Find them at apothecaryteastore.com or on Facebook at Apothecary Teas, LLC.
2: Very cool. Yes. And now let's get to the questions.
0: Do you ever feel like your candle should be dedicated to a specific purpose or can it be multi-use?
1: Okay so <laughs> I think
0: there's different schools There's
1: different schools of, of thought on this. I only ever use a candle for one purpose mm-hmm. until and this is a thing that's specific to me maybe. I offer to tier things that have served their purpose and are now incomplete. So spell candles that have burned down so far that they can't really be lit anymore, I offer those to tier. Broken things, essentially, I offer to tier. That's a personal gnosis thing. Who is
2: one of the Norse gods? He's one of
1: the Norse gods. Those who might not know. Right. That's So that's that's a personal gnosis thing that I offer those things to tier. So my spell candles, when they've run their course, go to tier. Otherwise, I only use a candle for one purpose but I might use it for that purpose multiple times. Mm -hmm. So I have ancestor candles that I keep on my ancestor shrine. I only burn them to commune with my ancestor, but... Like, I use them on multiple occasions. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah.
2: I would, I would say that's probably what I do as well. Is if it's a small spell candle or if it's a pillar that it has a specific purpose, mm-hmm. it's going to have one intended purpose. Yeah. Right. But for something like on the ancestor altar, for something like I, I now have candles for my specific deities that I light. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, and the, obviously those are relit. Every day Until they're done Right So yeah I guess they do still have A specific purpose But I will use You wouldn't
1: use that You wouldn't use Your your Frigga candle To
2: do a spell Exactly I would never I would not Cross
1: The streams The streams (laughs)
2: As it were. Well, yeah, so that's, sometimes that works so yeah. out.
1: That's, that's the only sort of cross-purpose utility I have yeah. for spent candles is that I offer them to tear, And that's maybe just a me thing. Yeah. yeah.
0: Okay. And then another question was, other than just having them for aesthetics or dedication to something specific, how could printed candles be used? Like the tall glass container pillar candles with saints on them? hmm or one that uh, has a, like a Baphomet been, printed right. on it, or fairy creatures. Yeah. Like once like they've that.
1: already been burned down, and you no. want to keep
0: them. Or... No, like what could you use those pre-printed candles oh. for? Other
1: than just oh. for dead, for like uh, right. like a dedication, like your frigga candle. Like, oh, okay. like
0: we okay. have a, a vendor up in Grand Rapids that does the, the secular secular saints. saints. True. True. You know, so you've got the uh, so
1: so those are what I call petition candles, and that's yeah. mostly what I use them for. Amazing. I use them to get someone's attention, essentially. Mm-hmm. Mm -hmm. Not necessarily for like as a dedication Mm -hmm. because it's not necessarily a God I'm dedicated to. But like like I'm not dedicated to the secular saints. But if I wanted to get Einstein's attention for some reason, I would go get a candle with Mm -hmm. Einstein's face on it and burn it and see if he showed up. Yeah, yeah, that's true. (laughs) So that's what I would use those for. But you could also use it to invoke the qualities of that person. That's true. So like if I was just hope, like even if uh, I had burned an Einstein candle before and never gotten a ping back from Einstein and I could be reasonably confident that Einstein wasn't listening at least to me Right, I could still burn an Einstein petition candle, trying to like get that energy and intelligence and creativity into mm-hmm. something. I was okay. doing. like, for
2: instance, Baphomet is, I think, at least for me, would be about power and would be about empowerment for the individual yeah. so, and balance and balance. Baphomet's big on balance. Yeah, so I, if I were not necessarily uh, trying to petition Baphomet himself, right. if I wanted the quality, that quality that right. he represents, but
1: I do think definitely... even if you've never gotten a pingback or a response before Mm -hmm. from using a specific petition candle i wouldn't be surprised if you do in the future just because that's kind of what a petition candle is for so if you just want to use it for like calling on those qualities like go for it just accept that like you might get Mm -hmm. a response because that's kind of how those are designed
2: and I, I do tend to use, when I'm doing a spell, unless it's a candle that is dedicated for a, a long-term spell, my candles are always new, fresh. They've never been burned before.
1: A, quote, virgin candle. Yes, yeah. they are virgin candles. <laughs> then they are virgin candles? Yes, they are <laughs>
2: sky-clad virgin candles until I get them prepared and ready for the party. Get them dressed. Get them dressed. And then set them on fire. Like set for, them on fire! Like, 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 like you do at every out? party. That's right. Yes. <laughs>
0: But, What's um, that called in the South? The cotillion or debutant. <laughs> ready
2: for their cotillion. The ball. I don't <laughs> know. I always use fresh candles. I would not like, for instance, I would not necessarily use a candle for a spell that maybe only, I only used about half of it, and then use it for another spell later. Yeah,
1: no, that's something I would give to Tyr. Uh,
2: that is something I, w- I would probably <laughs> throw dispose away. Of. I yeah. would dispose of it. But, for instance, like, I do have silver candles that I use for the moon, when I do esbots, when I do moon right. rituals, and I have one, I will reuse that if I'm
1: doing... Because it always means
0: because moon.
2: Because it always means the moon.
0: Okay, all right.
2: It always means the moon, so I'll reuse that for that. What we just don't need, according to Lorelai, is a virgin-lit black flame candle. And <laughs> that the truth? <laughs> oh, but why? Don't you want to meet the Sanderson sisters? No. <laughs> <laughs> I
1: no, wasn't. they suck the lives out of little
0: children. <laughs> Oh, Alright, do God. we have any more questions? No, that's it for questions. <laughs> okay. Although we're... apparently everybody's down on making butter candles. Yeah, well, right. Hell, yeah. Because, yeah shit. It's such because a good because idea. They will eat their magic forever.
1: Isn't exactly. That amazing? Exactly. So, I mean, I'm amazing. always into eating your magic. We've talked we talked about this earlier. I'm into eating flower magic. I'm into eating oh, candle yeah. magic. Eat totally. eat all your magic. Well, it's like Consume I, I your really, magic.
2: I, I do a lot of magic in the kitchen. I'm not necessarily a yeah. kitchen witch, but I do I I use a lot of magic when I'm cooking. Yeah. Right. And so this just is like This is natural to you. This is very natural. This is perfect. I love it.
0: Okay so the good news is like you can put your flowers in the butter candles yes then, right so yeah. I
1: would love to put like a like a an edible flower in the base of the votive thing before you pour the butter yep. on yeah I'm yep. very
0: into yeah, that. The, we're gonna have
2: so much fun with this the yes. original
0: one I saw was actually uh they put, yeah it was lemon uh, peel lemon peel oh, how... in the bottom of it and then when you put the wick in you kind of have to stir it around yeah. a little yeah. bit yeah. so that the lemon disperses, disperses, disperses yeah. some but yeah That's
1: so cool I'm very into this as a, just as a concept so That's okay right. okay I think right. we're done and
0: then And if you want to find out more about us, go to www.thenumber3pagansandacat.com, and all of our stuff is listed there. It's linked. But... Coming soon, coming soon, yep. there will be a Three Pagans and a Cat channel on, on Patheos. Oh, yeah, that's, that's right. coming.
1: That's coming very right. right. soon. We're yep. being moved out of the Agora channel. They kicked us out and they're giving yep. us our own channel instead. <laughs> yep, so, 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 we, we, so they can stop <laughs> seeing us in their, in their main channel.
0: <laughs> so that's coming soon. Thank yep. you very much, Jason Mankey, yes. for making all of that yeah. happen. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, that's it for us. Yep. Yeah, all I right. think that's it. Yep. All right, cool. You've been listening to Three Pagans and a Cat. Find out more information at www.threepagansandacat.com.